Welcome back to Creep Time, the podcast. This is part two of the Brandon Swanson case, where we're going to dive into some theories. So let's do a, a quick refresher on some exposition here. So we know of Brandon's last few moments, where Brandon was walking along this abandoned field next to this farmland. The last few moments of the call, he shouts, oh shit, indicating he either fell or saw something that we don't know what it is. And we've got all of this this strange, like up in the air um, storyline that we, we don't know how to, how to peg which way or the other because we have this strange trail that he walked for three miles into a river and then out of a river into the other side. We have a Chevy Lumina that was found that seemed to be mobile and had all four doors open, but we just have no evidence of Brandon or any sign of a struggle. So how do we actually explain what went down on that night? So I know that you've already got theories drumming up right now. I'm going to run you through like some of the basics because there's quite a few on this. Um, but let's start with the, the most obvious or what was at least suspected first is that Brandon drowned. So... The first theory is the logical one that based on the bloodhound evidence that Brandon was walking through the dark and he may have been slightly impaired, um, he just simply slipped into the, the Yellow Medicine River and he drowned. So we know why that's already contested because there's never been any evidence that's been found in the river, no clothing, no remains, no phone. Um, but what's interesting to me uh, and why I think this probably should have been discounted or, you know, thrown away from the get-go is the cell phone so even after he stopped speaking to his family after he says oh shit the cell phone didn't immediately cut out right it was still on and they were able to call it for like several hours after that so people had said well when he fell into the river he stopped speaking because the phone went with him underwater and the phone company was like this wasn't an iphone they were like no if that phone was submerged that phone was done yeah yeah so people were saying well it could have been that he fell into the river but the phone fell out of his hand and was just left on the ground but again the phone was never found so i don't know how we i don't know how we explain that i i just don't think i don't see any i know rivers are big i know rivers are vast but to have two dive searches of the river to have canines finding his scent outside of the river on the other side and no additional evidence inside. I just don't know if I can buy that he just simply drowned. Yeah. And you said that they've been doing routine searches like ever since. Oh, yeah. Some, oh, this if his body like was in there. Years. Yeah. If his body was in there or the cell phone, it would have been found by now. I think so. I mean, it's just such a specific, like once you get to a plate, like a body of water, especially if it's a river that's contained. I know that river goes on for a couple of miles, but. That's a pretty clear, like, search zone where you can look for evidence yeah. that something went down and for nothing to come up. I just don't buy it. I just I just don't buy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but this is actually interesting because one of the other, um, I think he was a firefighter who was volunteering to either work on the case or had was part of the search team. He came up with a theory that was not necessarily about him falling into a river, but it's the well theory. So he theorized that because... The phone call with his father, he talks about a couple of things that are really interesting and can give us some clues here. So on that final phone call, Brandon says something to the effect where he's like, oh, God, he was like another fence. And then he says, oh, shit. And the call, it's, it's mute, right? So if he was near a fence on this abandoned farm, from the knowledge that this firefighter claimed to have about like where old wells might have been on farms, sometimes they are close to a fence line. And it's possible that it was unmarked, 
or that it was too dark, and Brandon's actually partially blind in one eye. And I think there was evidence that he left his glasses, which he needed in the car. Like, he forgot them in the car. So he's walking through the dark of this field with pretty compromised vision. And it's possible that while he was walking to the fence, because he says, I hear running water. Oh, there's another fence. He just simply falls straight down into a well, phone and all, and was dead upon impact or was knocked out upon impact. And they never found him. But I don't know... I mean, on the note of, like, the bloodhounds, like, searching his scent all the way to the other side of the river, I just mm-hmm. don't know if I believe that, like, they wouldn't be able to find him in a well. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely explains, like, the odd, like, cutoff to the call, but, and, and of course, like, considering Brandon's compromised vision, but I just don't know. Good theory, but I, I don't know if I can settle on that one. Yeah, that seems a little far-fetched. Well, you kind of hit the the nail on the head when you were talking about the idea that Brandon had orchestrated his own disappearance or Brandon was experiencing a mental breakdown. I kind of grouped those theories together. So Mm -hmm. this theory suggests that Brandon was already on the verge of a mental health crisis, which we know because we've covered this in the past of, you know, folks who go off to college. Mara Murray is a great example. Mm -hmm. And suddenly they have a massive behavioral shift from how drastically their schedule and their lifestyle has changed. So a lot of people have suggested that Brandon was in a state of confusion and because he was 25 miles from the place where he thought he was, despite being in a county he grew up in and was very familiar with, um, it it would make sense that maybe he was a little disoriented. Um, He also seemed agitated on the phone and frustrated with his parents when they said that they couldn't find him and he thought he could see them. Um, And then this odd kind of irrational decision to me that they went along with of him being like, you know what? I'm just going to get out and walk to you. I was going to say that. I was like, why didn't they tell him to stop walking? Like you would not catch me, me specifically, you wouldn't catch me dead. Walking. Oh my God. Through the dark of an abandoned farm. Absolutely not. (laughs) And I hate, I hate saying that because I think, I mean, it would, I don't want to imply at all that, like, his parents weren't doing the best that they could and, like, no, it was a situation. No, not at all. But, like, I mean, if my son called me and I knew that he had been at a party and he was like, I'm just going to get out of the car, I would have been like, don't move a muscle. Like, you have, we have no idea where you are. Mm-hmm. Why are you? I just, oh, gosh. Right, you're just, you're just on the back row. Yeah, I mean, well, it really is a testament to the idea that, like, you really never think these stories happen to you. You never envisioned, like, the worst-case scenario happening to your family. But also, maybe there was a comfort element of, like, they'd been on the phone for a while. He was insistent that, like, he could see them. And at this point, you know, they'd been driving around trying to find him. So, like, I'm sure they were just equally as frustrated. Like, we went exactly to where you said. We don't know how to yeah. find you. We don't know what to do except call the police. And he he was just like, forget it. I can see where you're at. I'm just going to get out. You're right there. I'm just going to walk to you. I just think it's a really ballsy decision. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, some people argued that that was a reflection of his state of mind. Maybe it was just part of who he was. But the theory suggests that Brandon was in a worsening state of, of a mental health crisis. And along along the, the way of like walking towards this unknown light, something triggered him really bad. And he was he was spooked enough to just run off and he was never found. 
there are other cases that are very similar to this. I'm remembering Briceless Pizza right now. We should cover that for an episode, but that is, ooh, that is a case too of like pretty similar, like young male has a mental health crisis. I don't know if Brandon was having a mental health crisis, but Bryce definitely was. And he crashed his car and he just walked off and they never found him again. Mm. Completely vanished. But this is kind of grouped into the same vein of like Brandon maybe being lucid and not having a crisis, but orchestrating his own disappearance. And if so, why would he do that? So because he seemed lucid and definitely sober um, by at the point where he was talking to his parents, he had called several friends before that. It seemed unlikely that Brandon would have wanted to disappear unless he was laying breadcrumbs for, you know, trying to make it seem like he was looking to be found, but then for whatever reason he had to vanish. And the question is, why would he do that? So in some of the threads talking about this case, the local rumors have said that Brandon owed a pretty massive drug debt in college, um, which is never confirmed. It's never been corroborated, but the police did indicate in his car they found a pipe, which I don't know if that's very unusual to find a pipe. They never said whether it was like a bowl for smoking weed or maybe it was like it could have been a different pipe. But mm-hmm. there there is a rumor that Brandon that night owed a pretty a pretty large sum to some people and maybe was kind of backed into a corner and just didn't know how to deal with it. I just don't, I just have a very tough time imagining that a 19 year old would go through the lengths, the ominous lengths to orchestrate such an eerie disappearance and to have his parents on the phone for the final moments of that. It's too, it's too contrived. It's contrived. Yeah. It's contrived. And from what you've said about how well liked he was, what a nice person, good background, good family, like, I'm sure that if he really did feel like he was in a bad spot and danger and someone was Mm going to get him because of this debt that he owed, that if he's already calling his parents and, like, it's 2 a.m. and he's coming from a party, like, I'm sure he would call his parents and be like, I'm in a tough spot. Can you bail me out? Like, I need your help. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does kind of, I mean, the theory of, like, the drug debt also bleeds a bit into the foul play theory as well. To think that there was somebody who was after Brandon or a group of people that were after Brandon. So, I mean, we can talk quite a bit about the foul play because I think, I mean, just based on like the lack of evidence, I think there has to be someone else involved. There has to be. Well, I'll tell you what, why I think there's someone else involved. It almost seems like he could have been uh, drowned and then dragged off out of the river. Oh, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Interesting. Because, like, why would his scent be on the other side if... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, unless he just walked through, but... Or he fell through and he was like, oh, shit. And, like, he fell through in the dark and then, like, had to climb out the other side. Maybe his cell phone... No, the cell phone... I'm thinking, like, the cell phone dropped at the bottom of the river. I just don't think that's true. I don't know. The river theory, I don't understand. Because the cell phone was still working for the majority of the night. And there's a, there's either two things that happened here. The cell phone flew out of his hand and he lost it. And that's why it was still working. However, it was never found. So I ruled that out. But also, if he fell into the river, which it looks like he did, the cell phone would have stopped working. Yeah. But it just, it just like, what? Something about that's not adding up. Ugh. I and they hate it. Did they ever try to trace the cell phone 
after yeah, like I, you said they found where it was but like how long did it stay on and was it like traceable i guess i don't remember exactly how long the phone stayed on they definitely weren't able to trace it beyond the calls um because this wasn't an iphone so this was like a normal um yeah like it's okay. like a motorola like flip phone or something like that in 2008 so i don't think it had trace capabilities beyond like the, the last phone call that was made okay so they knew it was some, they and even though they were able to trace it, the radius for this is like five miles. So pinpointing is like very, very, very yeah. tricky. It would be a lot different today for sure, but because of that, it definitely throws a wrench in the the investigation. I just don't know how to explain the river unless the dog might have been confused. Although I think those those dogs are pretty accurate, right? Yeah, they're pretty accurate. Uh, I mean, maybe the dog like. Brandon walked around to the other side of the river, but the dog was confused because it just thought it was a direct trail and didn't understand. Yeah. We don't know for sure if he went into the water. We just don't know. But yeah, I didn't think about that because if there were, if there was evidence that his scent was like around other parts of the bank, that would make me feel mm-hmm. like he didn't go in the water. But, but if it so, it sounds like it was, yeah. What's the oh shit about? What was what was that final yeah. moment about? Something happened. Like he saw something, he fell into something, something went down. Yeah. We just don't know. <laughs> Hold on, let me crack open another Schweppes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that sounded good. That sounded crisp. <laughs> I know. Can you can you hear it if I put it up to the mic? Oh my Probably god, not. yeah. SSA SMR. I go, ah. <laughs> if you're listening, we're available. <laughs> <laughs> No, I almost got a Canada Dry. We were out, so I had to go for Schweppes. Also, Canada Dry, we're available. <laughs> this is how we recruit Oh, my sponsors. God. Is there anything better than a nice glass of ginger ale? No, there is not, Miss, Miss Stu. There is just is by your not. Full name. Oh, my God. <laughs> Miss Stu. I called Miss you your Stu. full name earlier. <laughs> Did you? Wait, well, I, said, I didn't even catch it. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to bleep it. <laughs> This is this is hands down the most chaotic episode <laughs> thus far. God. Oh. It's because we were we doing got so well. Sunday too. scaries, baby. Yeah, it's, just, it's the Sunday scaries. Yeah, Sundays just like keep people unhinged. I swear because like yeah, the joy and the relaxation, the R and R of the weekend is about to go away, and you're just about to go into yeah. like the roller coaster ride of the week. So you just get like the jitters. Yeah. That on top of hearing about this case is like not. I was going to say blood. it's and, not good for so the blood pressure. You take me and throw me into <laughs> the scariest situations possible. Just like a, a state of peril of like hearing about this endlessly mysterious story. Oh, I mean, Ugh. I do. I do think so. I will be honest because I've reviewed this case a lot and I was pretty familiar with it before mm-hmm. I was going to jump in. Doing some last minute research today, I found a theory that I think could be probably the most compelling that could explain every step of the way, like the falling into the river, the walking past to the Eastern side of the river, getting to the abandoned field, the scent going away and the lack of evidence that showed up. So first let me run through some of the foul play theories. So the question of foul play in the Brandon Swanson case is interesting because like we said, there's never been any evidence that was found that could show blood, could show struggle, weapons, nothing, tire marks or anything out there. Um, but if that was the case of foul play, do we know, or do we have a thought on whether or not it was planned or it was wrong place, wrong time? It could have been something that was going on out in like, I don't know, the the, the trenches of this abandoned farm or 
Brandon was followed from a distance. We do have that, that story of the drug debt. We just don't know of the legitimacy behind that story or if this was someone who would pursue it to the point of murdering Brandon. Mm-hmm. Or it could have been something shady that was going on out there on that back road. And Brandon just happened to be a kid who was walking up with no glasses, didn't really know what he was walking towards, thinking it was his parents. They get spooked, think it's a cop. And then realize af- after the fact that Brandon was just a stranger. And they just take him to, to hide the evidence, hide the body. I don't know. I don't know. I do think um, what's kind of strange about it is uh, people who were at the party were very tight-lipped for some reason about Brandon and what they saw. Mm-hmm. That's a little funky to me. Yeah, I was just going to ask you if you know anything about his social life this group mm-hmm. of friends who was with like was he at a frat party was it just like a random house party how no, many people were there random house party um i don't know if it was huge but i mean it was de- it was definitely considered like an end of the year party so it was kind of a blowout but it's just strange to me and i knew this was strange from the get-go when i i looked into the investigation how many conflicting reports there were as to what people saw at the party and why certain people were like trying to conceal I don't know, trying to conceal and say that, like, Brandon wasn't very drunk. While other people were saying, like, no, I think he was really drunk. Like, I think he was taking shots. Like, it's almost like random witnesses are concocting their own stories to try to, like, embellish and and explain an unsolved story. It's so strange. Has there ever been or have there ever been interviews done with anybody that was at that party, like, years later? (sighs) I don't think... Not that I've seen. I mean, I think his friends have given public testimony, and that's the one that we adhere to, that, like, Brandon was very casual. He wasn't drinking. Yeah. He didn't have any problems. Although, those rumors did circulate, and I I don't know. I think there could be some legitimacy to the idea that maybe he had a drug debt. I just don't know if it would be serious enough to the point where it could result in this. Especially knowing that, like, it's someone who was at a party, and there have been, like, 90 people who have been of interest in this case. What's strange to me and what's compelling to me, if we're leading towards the foul play theory, are the doors being opened to the car. Yeah. So what the hell is that about? Yeah. If I'm like, if I'm talking about wrong place, wrong time, and like someone sees Brandon, thinks he's a cop, and then he's he's killed and taken, you're getting the hell out of there. You're not gonna go back to his car and then open all like leave additional evidence. Why would you do that? So either Brandon left all those doors open or there was somebody who was after him and then they got him and then went back to the car. I don't know, to look for money or, or look for something, um, even if they ran the risk of leaving evidence or somebody else went along that back road, found the abandoned car and then got out and tried to rob it or something or inspect it. I don't know what yeah. that is about. I don't know what the deal is. Well, someone was looking for something because you don't just like open all four doors like Un- unless he was i don't know in a state of confusion unless it's just the whole thing is so it's like one thing negates the other in this case like brandon sounds yeah. lucid but then the car is found with all four doors left open okay brandon is walking um he says he's by a fence he says he hears running water okay then says oh shit but he's not found drowned in a river it doesn't i don't i don't get it like 
they, his cell phone's still ringing, but it's never been found, so it must have been on his person and dry. I, I'm just, like, I th- very, very confused. <laughs> My gut feels like someone knows, like, something so much more about the state that he was in or if there was, like, a debt owed. Like, there's got to be somebody out there that has more information on this, I would think. Do you think maybe it's possible Brandon was more intoxicated than his parents let on on that call? Yeah, that, that definitely crossed my mind. Um, because be I, I mean, that, that you it explains a lot. Want, yeah, you wouldn't want like the, you know, legacy of your son who's been probably murdered. Uh, I don't think that's the thing you want people to walk away with is that he was drunk and driving and out of his mind like yeah. i mean or you you give to, one testimony uh, and you can't escape it right yeah like if you if you give one statement and like you had that in mind where you were trying to protect like brandon but then you can't really deviate from that initial statement yeah i just don't know there's a few details there that like seemed like he was acting a little logic illogical where he was leaving his glasses in the car even though he desperately needed them all all the doors being opened the decision to get out and walk on foot towards an unknown light, a lot of that is very strange to me. Um, but they were pretty insistent that he was lucid, he was coherent, and he was sober. And I'm sure at some point in their desperation of trying to find him, maybe they would have, I don't know, if, if there was something they were concealing, they would have left like lightened up on that and just said, listen, we, we were trying to protect him, but he actually sounded very, very drunk, or he sounded like he could have mm-hmm. been drugged. Do you think that this was a drive he had done many times before? I think I read somewhere that it was. Um, State Highway 68, I don't know how common it is for people to travel along that route, but he was definitely familiar with this area. Um, I don't know how often he would have been on this back road, but it's it's really not that confusing. I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't deviate into several different places. That's what makes me think that like, if I'm a freshman driving back, you know, to my parents' house, I've done it before. I just think it is so bizarre that he would think he was nearby and he's 25 miles out of the way. Yeah, that that's true, too. That just, to me, says he's not sober. But if he, wa- if he was heavily intoxicated or if he was drugged, I really have a tough time believing that his parents would allow him to be like, I'm going to get on foot and I'm going to walk towards you, you know? So that recording of the, like, is that a recording that's, it's, well, I oh guess, my no. God, no, 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 because if it, the if phone. it was, yeah, if it was okay, a recording, see, that would give so much context. Yeah. See, there's another thing is that I just think, I mean, we, we do this, right? Like, like terrible things happen to people that we love and we kind of make our we own them. versions of them and we protect them. Like it, I I would understand that his parents might have improved the truth of that phone call to protect their son mm. that they don't have anymore. Um, and there's a part of me that thinks that, like, I'm sure that the parents were like, do not get on foot. Don't do that. Like, and they probably, I don't Maybe know. he just bypassed them and he was like, I'm going to do it anyway. And they were like, okay, if yeah, you are, then yeah. please stay on the phone with us. Yes, we'll, yes. We'll guide you. Just keep, yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely see a version of this story where that happened. But I actually, so the theory that I heard earlier today, which I, I'm again, I think is like one of the most compelling. Um, actually, I think 
negates all of this and just sides with the idea that maybe Brandon was lucid, but Brandon fell victim to wrong place, wrong time in a different way than what we think. So this is the theory of the accidental tractor incident. So I know, I know. It's a bit menacing to talk about, but it does account for a lot of the unsolved evidence here. So we're pretty, we have this pretty definitive trail, right, of Brandon. We know that the bloodhounds were finding this three-mile trail that he had trekked past the abandoned farm, through the fields, all the way to the Yellow Medicine River. The theory suggests that based on what the bloodhounds said, he fell into the river um, with his cell phone or not. Maybe the cell phone was protected in his pocket, but... After he fell in, he wouldn't immediately call his parents back because he was soaking wet and he had to swim to the other side and he had to get out of the river. At this point, it was pretty late and it was starting to get very, very cold outside, like around 40 to 50 degrees, I think is what was said. So the second he would have gotten out of that river wet, he would have been freezing. So he walks to the other side of the river after getting out um, and then walks up through the woods to the other gravel road that would lead to a field. This is where the scent gets lost by the trace canines. So as he gets into the field, this field I think actually belongs to an, an active farm. It's it's like private property. Somewhere in the mix of that, Brandon falls down and passes out from exhaustion, confusion, hypothermia, a number of things. And he just falls into the field, um, into the brush and sleeps because he's, he's just exhausted. So the theory is that later that morning, around when the farm work would start at four or five in the morning, one of the, the farmhands was running a tractor and had accidentally eaten up Brandon into the machinery. And then it became, yeah, and then it became a case of a cover-up because this horrific accident had happened. And people have suggested they were like, if the farmhand was an illegal immigrant, they could face legal prosecution in the U.S., they could be deported. Or if it was the property owner of that farm, they could have also faced legal ramifications for negligence or a num any number of things. But whatever happened, the theory is that the decision was made to get rid of the body. And the reason this has legs is because I think when the trace canines lost his scent somewhere around that area, they continued to search the perimeter of this farm. One of the, the bloodhounds, I think, indicated the, the presence of blood or human remains near some of the machinery. Um, I don't know how this didn't warrant a search, <laughs> but they did not search the property, and this farmer has not consented to a search ever in the investigation. The property has never been searched. To me, that's pretty compelling. I'm sorry, I need a sip of this. Take no, take it. <laughs> I'll have a little. Uh, that a little I was not lips. expecting. I was not I expecting know. that. I've oh never my heard god. that before in my life. Oh my gosh. But it does it does account for a lot, doesn't it? It does. No evidence anywhere that we we know of that we've searched with the canines because at this point it's private property, so they can't go that far. But I mean, at this point, machinery gets cleaned. The body is completely destroyed, basically, because it's essentially gone through a grinder. So th there's a lot. That could easily be covered up, I think, in this instance. How would you not see the body, though? Well, I don't know very much about farming, contrary to popular belief. But, <laughs> but 
<laughs> I was going to say, didn't we have like a farmer's only joke last episode? We did. <laughs> and I thought you were wearing, no lie, a Bass Pro Shop cap when we started I might have been. <laughs> this is my dad's because I was like, I really don't feel like getting my hair together right now. So I just popped yeah. on a hat. So it very well could be. I have absolutely no idea. What I think this it says. is. <laughs> Good. Also selling at Urban Outfitters for forty nine ninety nine. I know, right? Oh my god. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you wouldn't see it, especially if it's early in the morning and you're not used to seeing any. I mean, you would not. You wouldn't expect to see animals lying down there, let alone a human body. Or well, maybe see, by the time you did. I was going to say though. Yeah. See, I I was going to say the opposite is that usually farmers I feel like are, um kind of they have like their wits about them in terms of like animals and and what could be out there while they're early in the morning like usually tractors mm-hmm. like if they're working really early in the morning have like not floodlights but like really bright no, lights no you're right yeah yeah true. and like it just would be now but you could also just be you know tired you're barely functioning at four in the morning even as a farmhand like and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden something happens and you're like what the hell just happened with the you know, what did, yeah, what, you just, what you did just I hear just something that got up, caught up in the gears? And then you run oh down God. there and see something. I mean, that would be... Oh, that's so horrific. Oh that's God. horrific. Horrific. But I think to... In 2008, to cover that up is like... <clears throat> that takes a lot of guts to, to cover that up. Like, Yeah. I mean, I really don't know much about the machinery that they're talking about in this theory. But I can imagine this is pretty pretty heavy duty stuff so i i would think that a body that was pulled up into machinery like that may there may not be much body left not to be horribly gruesome here but yeah yeah i th- I think that probably would have aided a lot in like the cover-up if this was covered up that brandon's body just simply doesn't exist anymore mm. i just and maybe like his cell phone was with him it was in his pocket so that's gone too it just ex- it explains a lot to me. I still find the car doors being opened, the decision to leave his glasses behind strange. I find all of that strange. Um, I think the light he was walking towards, maybe it was that um, grain elevator lamp they were talking about. Mm-hmm. But that, that's a red light. That is a red yeah. light. I, it's not... You don't confuse that for car lights, even if you're like, <laughs> you have impaired vision. Yeah. Yeah. Brake lights, maybe? I don't know. Maybe that. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I would... I think that's so... Mm. Far-fetched? T- t- yeah, I think it's pretty far-fetched. I think it's a reach, that... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a reach. <laughs> it's a reach. Far-fetched. It's a load far-fetched. of shit. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> because I was trying not to say far-fetched, because I feel like I always say far-fetched, and you were like, far-fetched, a reach. <laughs> <laughs> That that was not me reading you. I promise. You that were was like me you were letting... like anything, <laughs> any word, bitch. <laughs> um, it was yeah. I feel like it's a reach. Um, <laughs> because yeah, if I'm looking and I'm trying to find my parents, and I'm like, guys, like I see you, I see the car. I'm. It's probably headlights. Yeah, I would think so. Well, yeah, 
now now I'm envisioning a scenario where maybe I hadn't thought of, uh, thought about the brake light theory. Maybe he did think it was brake lights. Maybe he's like, oh well, that's why they can't see me because they're facing the wrong damn direction. Oh, that's so he's like walking. To, yeah, he's walking to the back of their car. Oh. He's like, just stay there. He's like, I'm literally gonna find you. Just stay there. But you would think, as you get closer, you're like, oh, that's not a car. <laughs> that's a grain elevator. But can I also say there's another part of this that doesn't make sense to me is that so he gets out of the car because he sees his mm-hmm. parents' car or whatever, the lights, and then all of a sudden he's by a fence in a river and they stayed on the phone with him being like, get back. Like, wouldn't they be like, get back on the road? Like, why are you by a fence or a river? Like, well, where I, are you? I think he, he explained to them. He was like, oh, he was like, I see you. He's like, you're, but you're like on the other side of this area he was like so i have to go through like the farmland to get to you so he's like i gotta like go through he went through several fences he had to like climb fences oh and then the water i I think he had just mentioned they were like what do you hear like what what are you like close to and he's like uh he's like i hear like running water kind of nearby he's like oh there's another fence right here and then shortly after that i mean we that's interesting too because the father said the last couple of phrases were Oh, another fence. And then minutes later, not even minutes, moments later. Oh, shit. And then it drops. So we know something happened to him near a fence. I just don't. Ugh, I just don't know how to explain a lot of it. I just I, to me, like the the accidental tractor theory accounts for the latter half. Um, and then I can probably concede to the idea that maybe he fell into the water. What's confusing at at this point, if I believe both of those theories, is what actually led up to the strange decision-making in the state of the car. A car that was drivable. I don't know. This is one of those cases where I'm so, like, desperately trying to find something to cling to, and I really am at a loss. (laughs) Well, how do you feel about that accidental tractor theory? Does that track for you? Do you think it was something, do you think it's plausible, or do you think that's also a reach? I feel like it's a reach. It's you're right. You're very right. It would be really ballsy to cover that up. I mean, accidents happen. Hor- horrifically tragic accidents happen. But to make a decision, I don't know. Now I'm trying to put myself in the. God, I'm so I'm so like all over the place with this because now I'm trying to put myself in like yeah. the shoes of the the farmer and I'm trying to think like what what is the logic of why you would try to cover something like that up are you fearful that you're going to be sued by the family that you're going to lose the farm like you're going to be arrested like what is because it was an accident in that scenario yeah like there's no reason to really cover it up like there's I mean it's awful but it's unfortunately also he was probably trespassing on private property if he was it was no yeah it was private property I mean yeah I mean it's not Unfortunately, I don't think they would be liable. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I really don't know about that. I and I don't know if Do I believe Do you buy the just... tractor theory? No, I mean I definitely I definitely like hold it holds weight for me only because the if I don't accept that, I'm like what are the other theories I do accept? And I find yeah. the other theories so far-fetched about like the instance of foul play of like wrong place wrong time, but there's like no evidence of a struggle or anything. He's just yeah, there's like nothing else that's ever come up from this ever. And they they visit it all the time. People keep this case alive constantly. Like I said, I this is probably my fourth time covering it and I still feel no closer to an explanation than I yeah. did before. I would be um, really interested to 
hear from people that were like at that party with him. I th- yeah, I think that's probably the best step. If we do revisit this case down the line, we should do a deep dive into what happened the night of before the actual incident on the back road of State Highway yeah. 68. I think like doing a deep dive into the party and the last few moments where Brandon was seen in person would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. But again, I might I might hit some walls. Um, I've had, I mean, what's interesting is like some of the cases I've covered in the past, Sue, I will have people that will reach out to me they may not even follow my content regularly, but they like find me covering a case and they will reach out to me on Instagram. They'll DM me and they'll say like, Hey, I actually knew this person. I was like friends with them and I was there that night. And they'll give me like some deep, deep, like inside information, stuff that I don't even think police would know. (laughs) Yeah. Someone just did that for um, the Zeb Quinn case. And they sent me like private pictures and stuff. And I was like, please don't do this. (laughs) It's like, I was like, please don't like involve me to this point. Oh my god! Like I'm all for solving the cases until it gets like a little too close for comfort, and then I'm like, um, am I like entangled now? Like, yeah, because it as it would appear, I have like private information. Well, if but, somebody was at that party, I'm sorry, but you're, I'm asking them right now to blow up. Yeah, your I, was, box. I was like, happy to have you on the podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Well, I think with that, we can probably wrap up the sinister case of Brandon Swanson. Just horrifically unsolved and mysterious. I do think this is one we will visit down the line again. But I'm very happy that I got to tell it to you. And I got to be the first to, like, explain this story to you in this detail. Because it is freaky. Freaky. I'm going to, like, be up all night on Reddit now. No. Do you ever do that after you hear some of these where, like, you fall down the rabbit hole? It sounds like with Missy, yeah. you immediately went off and you were like, I've got to see this video. Yeah. Well, it's really fun to do these blind with you because I don't usually ever have any visual or, like, any context about who they are, what they look like. And then, like, you – I think in most of our stories, there's some sort of, like, visual or audio element that's, like um, – that you can find – and so mm-hmm. normally, like, we we get done with these, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to find that video or the audio. And then hearing it or seeing it after you and I have talked about it, it's always ten times scarier to me. Really? Than, like, Because you have, all, you have all the context. You have the setup. Yeah. Yeah. Do I do a decent job of painting the picture for, like, a blind oh God, reaction? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, always, I really try to do justice to, like, how, like, to create the experience of when I first heard these cases and, like, how they hit me. Yeah. But when, like, when I first heard the story of Brandon and I heard about the last few moments of that phone call, I actively remember pausing the video and leaving the room because <laughs> I, I immediately had to go, like, eat something, drink something, like, cool down, yeah. <laughs> chill out. That's freaky as, I almost swore, freaky as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Oh, my God. Oh. I do hope that this case does. This is, there are a lot of unsolved cases that I love being unsolved for certain reasons for like a storytelling aspect, but this is a case that I really do hope sees closure one day because. Oh my gosh, me too. It can't not. It can't not. I mean, it happened, I mean, recently enough where you would think there would be enough evidence and there would be enough of a trail that you could pin this down. And just for those poor parents. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
I mean, they've, I think they've, they've been pretty astounding as to, you know, how much information they've been willing to give, how many interviews they've been willing to give and speak on Brandon's case. And I think, I don't know exactly what this is, but the case became so big in Minnesota that there is something called Brandon's Law now. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what the law entails, but it became such a, a case of statewide interest because when everything like went into full motion they were like tapping sheriffs like state level investigators like a lot of people joined in on these efforts to try to understand what went down here yeah and it it just ended up never making sense but they did enact a law in brandon's name i think it has to do with something around something around safety something around maybe drinking and driving or something to that effect oh gosh but with that I will give us a closer. We will conclude the mysterious case of Brandon Swanson. Thank you for listening to Creep Time, the podcast with Stu and I. We will catch you on another one. Bye.